Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Gelling. And this is our monthly astrology podcast where we take a look at the astrological landscape for the month and give you tips and insights so you can live a life more consciously. So hello, Stephanie. How are you? Good, Megan. How are you? I'm doing well. I have to say, I'm kind of glad that August is come to an end. It's been such a crazy month with the eclipses and retrogrades. And so, in fact, why not? In fact, our last two segments were eclipses and retrogrades. Oh, my. But this month, we're singing a little bit different tune because these eclipses are coming to an end. So why don't you start us off and talk to us a little bit about, well, let's start with Mars. So the Mars retrograde was one of the biggest themes of the summer, right? Mars went retrograde on the 26th of June, and then it went direct on August 27th. So we had this stillness, this backward motion of Mars, which is usually the planet of forward motion and pursuit. We had all these eclipses, and we had a Mercury retrograde in there on August for like, or July and August for good measure. And now all the personal planets are going forward, Right. right? Mercury's going forward, Venus is still forward, and Mars is forward. And so it's as if you know, we all that we've worked on this summer, right, the things that have built in terms of our illumination, the things that popped, the things that came into being, the seeds that we felt were planted, and that which we reviewed, we got a different perspective on. Now we have that level of really well-etched awareness right, to right. now take that and move forward with that. I love that you're saying well etched because <laughs> I it's feel very like positive spin on yeah, that. I think I have some new grooves <laughs> <laughs> that have been etched in. But like you're saying, you know, we had this time to really reevaluate. You know, that's what the retrogrades are all about. And so now, with you know, with everything more direct, we can start. And I think everyone will be very happy to hear this to move things forward. Yes, right. And I've heard it from a lot of people, and I've had this experience myself, too. I can't progress on anything. You know, I can't move forward. Because also it was not really a time so much for moving things forward out in the world. It was about having another experience that would allow us to have a deeper level of understanding so that when we can move them forward, right, Mm -hmm. when the winds were coming from our back, that we had that to shoot forward with. And that is what September is. Now, Just to remember, September is itself its own window because until October 5th, none of these personal planets, or I should say it differently, all the personal planets are direct. Come October 5th, Venus goes retrograde. It ends on November 16th, and then we get the Mercury retrograde. So it's almost like we have this window to, like, try things out in the world, Mm, right? I like that. And to, like, sort of move forward and traverse a level of progress and, like, fuel ourselves and then go back a little bit into um, reevaluation mode. But again, that's for another month and that's for another podcast. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I, I like that you're saying, though, you know, give things a try. You know what I mean? Just kind of venture out there a little bit. I think that we're ta- as we're talking about things going forward and Mars going forward, and of course, Mars went dipped back into Capricorn. It's now going back into Aquarius. We've got to talk about that final Mars square Uranus. And to me, that was one of the big 
things <laughs> during <laughs> August because it was so volatile, right? So talk to us a little bit about that because we had the final one, is that right, of Mars squaring Uranus. Exactly. So we had, you know, usually Mars squares Uranus and it's usually like one time it happens, we have it's what it brings forth and there we go. You know, <laughs> but because Mars was retrograding over a certain point, we had this Mars Uranus square three times. May 16th, August 1st, and now on September 18th. So a couple of things with that, right? Mars, again, is like what fuels you, what you desire, what calls you onto the battlefield, you know, Mm -hmm. your strategy. And Uranus is that that planet, that invitation of breaking the pattern to remake the pattern, right? Oftentimes coming also through like shocks and surprises and didn't see it coming. Right. So really to think about how have you seen for yourself through unexpected ways, that have showed you more insight into what you not just desire, what do you really desire? Mm. You know, not just what fuels you, what really fuels you. And really looking at it too from like, I didn't even expect that I would know this about myself <laughs> or that this is how I would be, right? And and how also that maybe that awareness came through things that were seemingly out of your control. Right. 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 And I like that you're saying, because Mars is about desire. It's not about what you think you desire. Maybe it's about what really, really you desire. And, you know, I don't know what you think about this, but let me let me ask you, Stephanie, is since we have <clears throat> we have this happening three times, do you feel like there's a difference? Like the first time, maybe it's more shocking because it's the first time it's happened. And then we have the second one where it's a little bit like a little less shocking. Maybe we know how to work with it a little bit. And then here this month um, on the 18th, we have the final one. And so I'm kind of looking at this as a little bit of a progression. And so kind of what's been rattled and shook around, maybe somehow can kind of fall into place. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would add like, yes, the first one is like, didn't really see you coming, right? And, <laughs> Blindsided. And, and the second one is like the revisiting, but because it's when the planet was retrograde, mm, right? that, you know, Mars is yes. retrograde, that you're looking at it also from a different vantage point. It's a mm-hmm. similar thread, similar theme, but from a different angle. And so what I might say is like thinking about, okay, how is that middle of May maybe connected mm-hmm. both in your world, your life, and your perception of what's going out? on out in the world stage to what happened the end of July, beginning of August, that there may be like a synthesis. Yes. Right? Yes. Sort of a, how it sort of encapsulates together that gives that clarity come this mid-September date. Yes. I, that, that feels really right. And I'm certainly looking forward to that. Yeah. And, you know, as we're talking about planets going direct, we've got to talk about Saturn, right? So Saturn's a big player in the world and Saturn's in Capricorn. And Saturn's been retrograde for how long now? Do you have that at the top of your head for a little bit? I think it was since April, but it was either March or April. March or April it. for a few months. And so this month on September 6th, Saturn is actually going to go direct in Capricorn, right? So okay. Saturn has so much to do with, you know, our foundation building and our structures in our life. So, again, here's this energy that we're talking about 
of moving forward. And with that Saturn, maybe we can like actually put some structure <laughs> around the moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, right? And any time a planet either goes retrograde or goes direct, right, it, it's seemingly slowing down to have that shift. And so its archetypes are really, really strong. So around that first week of September, Saturn is also really... Um, you know, it's we're collectively much more aware of that. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to, like, make sure that you have, I love that, foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure that what you're doing has bones. Mm. You know, that you have a really solid foundation, that you are following the rules. Yes. You know, because when Saturn stations, oftentimes if you're not following the rules, you are cutting corners. You become highly aware of that. And that cannot be the most pleasant experience. Well, you know, I also think that, you know, you know, we are in September, of course, we're in the, you know, for the first half of the month, we're in the Virgo energy, which like Saturn in Capricorn, very earthy, right? So we've got this kind of like we're going from that, all that fire and drama of Leo in August into this more grounded, the more mindful, like what I call the dot every I and cross every T energies of Virgo. And I think with the Saturn and Capricorn moving forward, I think that just all really works, you know, really well together. But we have to have that kind of mindfulness around it. And while we're talking about Earth, um, should we talk a little bit about the Mercury, Uranus, Saturn, Grand Trine? Because this is all in Earth signs, right? So this is another element of that Earth energy. Yes, it's really interesting too and I all feel like and that happens on September 7th um, right after Saturn goes direct a couple days before the Virgo new moon we have Mercury and Virgo connecting to Uranus and Taurus connecting to Saturn and Capricorn and what's interesting is also maybe to think about just going back a week or two on August 26th we had a full moon and the sun mm, was in that Virgo right. spot right. right so almost did something that come to illumination for you around that that time, do you now have more voice, mm. right? Are you able to put that into words? Are you able to engineer and architect a message or an understanding that, again, has ground from Saturn, but also maybe um, is innovative, like pushes the envelope a little bit, bringing in that sort of revolutionary, innovative perspective of Uranus. But I do wonder, like, how that might play out, that tie-in between that August 26th full moon and this September 7th grand trine with Mercury. Yeah, you know, again, we're talking, you use the word synthesis, which I really, really like. And, you know, after like a summer, like we've been talking about where, you know, with the uh, the eclipses and retrogrades, you know, I think that here again, we've got this theme in September of maybe things really starting to kind of come together in a way that, you know, that we can understand and that we can work with. And I also think that that's the beauty of Earth. Earth, too, is, you know, Earth is so tangible, right? You know, so it's not this airy, fairy, maybe, woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's like Earth is right there, you know what I mean? And Earth really requires us to be very present, you know, and Virgo requires us to be so present and so mindful, like you're talking about no shortcuts. So I, I have to say, I, I feel like this feels a little Earth yummy to me. You know what I mean? Just that yummy kind of grounded, but your grounding is being nurtured and your feet are on solid 
ground again and you're feeling like you can, you know, you have clear thoughts. I mean, come on. You know, that sounds pretty pretty yummy. It does sound really yummy, right? Like both from coming out of that sense of, or that feeling of the haziness the hazy, of yes. the summer, like the <laughs> unclarity. Mm-hmm. And also, it's, I love how you're bringing that in too, because I'm thinking about with that last of, of the Mars Uranus squares, where we're finding a new level of ground and a new definition of stability, mm-hmm. that we do have that earth to connect to, yes. right? So that can be our north. You know, by both in terms of like the earth itself and connecting to the construction of things that are a form Mm -hmm. that you can count on, that have accountability. Right. So I really, so it just feels like, yeah, things get more, I don't know, obvious, practical, clear, grounded Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than they were in the last few months. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that, you know, September, I always say it's like going back to school month because, you know, it's that time where, you know, the summer's over and, you know, we've got to buy our you know school supplies and get really mindful about stuff. And I think we're going to be really supported with that. And of course, that brings up the new moon, right? Because the new moon, as every moon, is in the sign of the month. And so the new moon will be in Virgo on September 9th. Now, this new moon has some aspects to it. Yes, it does. And it's interesting because we're talking about ground Mm -hmm. and we're talking about Earth. But just to note that this new moon in Virgo does oppose Neptune. And so Ah. as you are connecting to this new chapter that's related to um, mastery, right? And craftsmanship and you know becoming more systematic and sort of where I'm being methodological <laughs> and organized you know can I get that word out um, gives you gifts you it's with that opposition to Neptune it's not all about being rational mm. right it's also about opening up to the imaginal to the intuitive to almost quote the irrational mm. right and so I do think that it's um I think we have to be really careful because, we, you know, that, you know, I think the possibility is about the dreaminess, but we also have to make sure that we do stay in our body and we stay grounded and that we don't get fogged out ourselves. Right. You know, and I think the other thing to be really watchful of is both Virgo and Neptune with this striving for the perfect or the ideal that yes. we don't go into the the perfectionism that leads to hypercriticality, mm, right, to, right. Sort of, to self-flagellation to just, you know, disillusionment because victimization, of victimization, yes. martyrdom, striving for something right. that is elusive. Right, right. And, you know, I, I also think that, you know, that's all very true. And also, I would say, you know, earth and water work so well together. So if we can be, you know, balanced about it, you know, maybe that watery, imaginary, soulful water can like really feed that, you know, and soothe a little bit of that practical Virgo energy. And maybe Virgo can help that water become more real. You know what I mean? Like to take that dream or that vision and actually make it, you know, Virgo real. Yeah. Like how can you craft a structure so that you can hold that? Exactly. You know, I had this image when you were talking about like going to pottery class, right? And making like yes. a vessel, making a vase, yes. making something of earth that then can hold and contain the water and the inspiration that comes with it. 
Yes. I think that's perfect. That's perfect. And okay, so we've we've talked about Virgo, but the, you know, September is also Libra time. And so we shifted to the Libra energy on September 22nd, and that's also the time of the up can I say this? Autumnal, thank you, <laughs> equinox. And, you know, to me, the autumnal equinox is very much about harvest, right? And, uh, you know, uh, equinox is actually Latin for equal, equal night, right? So this is a time where we're rebalancing, right? We're balancing the light and we're rebalancing the dark, which is so Libra, all about rebalancing. And it's also that time where we really look at, you know, the harvest, like all of our hard work and really getting, you know, acknowledging what we've created and giving celebration for that. Yeah, yeah, especially as we shift from the end of Virgo, right, right, into that Libra. You know, and also a note, too, is that when we are at those seasonal pivot points, right, the two equinoxes, and the two solstices, right? They are at what's called the cardinal points. Yes, right? yes. Cardinal is the sign of Aries, so beginning of Aries, then the solstice, beginning of Cancer, beginning of Libra, beginning of Capricorn. And those points are really connected to the world. And they remind us that what's personal is also collective. Right. And so oftentimes we also see how things may manifest on large levels on the world stage and our connection to that, right? Yes. That what happens around the block or around the world is really personal. Yes. Yes. You know, again, it's, it's just that reminder that we're all connected and you talk about this as pivotal times. There's a reason throughout time that there's been ritual and celebration and where, you know, people really are so intentional during these times, you know, it's really important to be intentional. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, um, I'm going to put it back to you, this is very <laughs> reflective, very Libra. Okay, yes. so we're in relationship and we're in engagement. Now I yes. ask of you to share more about Libra. Well, are you asking that because I'm a Libra? I'm, I'm la we're laughing at each other because I love being a Libra. Um, uh, I used to say, you know, Libra's the only sign of the zodiac that can actually mate with its own sign. Now, I don't think that's true, but actually what I'm saying is Libra is someone that is very relational. And we Libras are always seeking that kind of harmony and balance. And so in, you know, in the Libra time, I think it's really looking at the balances in our life. You know, are we, are the balances, you know, working for us? The thing about Libra, I think some people don't know is that, you know, because Libra is about harmony. So people assume that we Libras are so harmonious, but actually we have a tendency to live in opposites. We have a tendency to go from one extreme to the other. And so the evolution of Libra, and maybe something to think about this month, is how can you find that middle ground? How can you not get stuck in one extreme or another and really look at creating maybe more of your own sense of harmony, especially with all these planets coming into this synthesis? Love it. Beautiful. And yeah. we'll be in Libra season from September 22nd through October 23rd. Right. So just for that theme, that Libra right. theme. Yes. So just a couple of days after the sun goes into Libra, we have another lunation, the full moon, the Aries full moon. And this one happens to be squaring Saturn. So we Ooh. have the moon. <laughs> Here we are well, talking about harmony <laughs> and peace and the earth and what? <laughs> right. So we have the sun in Libra, the moon in Aries, squaring Saturn and Capricorn. So thoughts oh, on that? 
um, you know, <laughs> I was kind of on, I was kind of in this earthy and we're on a roll and it's all synthesizing. You know, I think that, you know, anytime that there's a square with Saturn, with the moon, I think it's going to shake stuff up emotionally. I mean, even though it's Aries, you know, it's a full moon and full moons, no matter what sign they're in, they always kind of dig up the deeper stuff. And so I feel like it's a real opportunity to kind of like maybe see what's coming up for you. My first thought is, you know, Aries is very much the the independent warrior, do it my own way, not conform. And Saturn is the tough taskmaster. It's very parental. You know, so maybe there could be issues that come up around authority figures and around power. And do you feel empowered to move your life forward? Are you working and playing by the rules? Are you breaking the rules? So, you know, just be kind of mindful about how that all kind of sorts out in your life. Yeah, I love that. I love that. The other thought I have with that, too, right, is, you know, Aries is about the I, me. Mm, This is like the expression of self. And Libra is about the we. Yes. And then there's Saturn, Saturn (laughs) wanting to forge like a sense of responsibility, accountability and structure that, you know, if that is out of balance, like if Mm -hmm. the I is taking up too much space at the expense of the we or vice versa, we may... um, we may really understand and experience the consequences of that, yes, right, which is very so Saturn. Saturn. So Saturn really helping us to like find that balance so that we don't leave ourselves when entering partnership, mm-hmm. right? But that partnership has enough space for um, the other person, right. right? And it's not just about that I, right? That balance of the I and the we. Right. And I think Aries Libra is like, to me, that polarity is, the, it's the cosmic dance. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a dance of you and me. And do I, you know, do I push? Do I receive? You know, do I take charge? Do I step back? And so I think we're going to have that dance going on. I think Saturn's going to be in charge of the dance. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Right. And yeah, Saturn be in charge of the dance and make sure that like you are filling up your dance card. Yeah. Exactly right, and that you're not way. right, and that you're not like getting too close to your dance partner inappropriately. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's talk because we'll just wrap up the month a little bit because we have something kind of big happening towards the end of the month, and that is when Pluto goes direct because Pluto's been retrograde. So, Stephanie, talk to us a little bit about that. So again, right when any planet stations to shift directions or appear to shift directions, its energy gets very consolidated. Our experience of its archetypes gets very concentrated. Pluto is the planet that represents the archetype of the underworld, Mm. of Mm. life and death, of the generative power. So we may find during that time, I mean, Pluto stations are intense because Pluto is intense. Like (laughs) on some level, we hide some of that stuff underneath for a reason because it's 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 scary. It's big. It's our fears. It's that unconscious, our unconscious motivations, things like that. So there can be eruptions of things that have been hidden, right? The secrets that come out, the emotions that we just can't keep tamped down anymore. Sort of that scent, like that real strong volcanic mm. energy being visited by feelings about mortality, yeah. you know, life and death, the cycles of life. Right. So that is really, really present around that time. Um, interestingly, I just realized that I'm doing a workshop that weekend. Oh, and wow. what is it in? But it's to become an end of life doula. Oh my gosh, and Stephanie, thought, wow, that's, that's so Pluto station. It's such right? perfect, perfect timing. 
Wow, that is awesome. I didn't know that. I'm very impressed. I think that's I, that's amazing. Amazing. Okay, so should we talk a little bit about, we always do a tarot card for the month. And so I was thinking about this month and this month of Virgo. And so the card that I chose for September is the Hermit card. And the Hermit card is ruled by Virgo. And, you know, I always think about as we shift into the fall, like we were talking about, things get quieter, except for when the Pluto station, maybe. But things tend to get... <laughs> and the Mars Uranus. Then the Mars, yeah. It's like, I think the beginning of the month is like, it reminds Reminds me of coming in like a lamb and going out like a lion or something like that. But anyway, so generally speaking, it's this this quieter. You know, we're moving into more of the dark energies. We're getting ready. We're going into fall, and then that leads to winter. Spring and summer are over, right? So, the Hermit card, which is ruled by Virgo, is very much about going within, about quieting yourself, and it's a very introspective card. And the Hermit, like Virgo is a seeker of wisdom. And so, but this isn't the wisdom that necessarily comes from books. This is the wisdom that comes from your own self-knowledge. And so what I love about the hermit uh, for for Virgo, excuse me, for September, is it's this time where we're shifting energies. And it's this wonderful time to kind of slow down, go within, be more mindful. You know, Virgo, again, it's that back to school time about Virgo loves to learn. And so the hermit says, I want to seek knowledge in any way that I can. And a lot of times with the hermit card, uh, there's even an inclination to maybe go to school. You know, that doesn't have to be in any kind of formal kind of way, but maybe it's through community or it's through different experiences, but there's a desire to seek knowledge in this very kind of quiet way. So I love the Hermit for September. What do you think about that? Sounds beautiful. I mean, it sounds really aligned with that mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Like that sort of ground. The only downfall with the Hermit card is sometimes feeling alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when we think about the Hermit, and I think this is an aspect of Virgo as well, is the Hermit is kind of, a, he's a mystic. You know what I mean? He's the, he's the older man that's traveling in the dark with the light of the lantern to guide him. And the lantern represents inspiration and faith and the dark is the unknown and so ultimately the hermit's following what inspires him or it could also be the faith in something greater than 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 oneself and so even though the hermit's alone he's never alone because he has that relationship with spirit beautiful beautiful yes so yes so the hermit card for the month and now stephanie yes do you have a wellness <laughs> suggestion for us? Yes. Yeah, so I was thinking in terms of um, for this month, one of the focuses could really be about digestive health. Okay, why do I say that? Because in medical or wellness astrology, Virgo is associated with the digestive system, specifically with the small intestines. So, you know, it could just be a really good time to focus on your digestion. You know, if you've been curious about, do I have any food sensitivities or food allergies, right? Remember, Virgo is also very much about like, 
being critical-minded mm. and being able to suss out details, maybe doing an elimination diet this month could be really, really beneficial to show like what food allergies you may or food sensitivities you may or may not have. You know, looking to see about maybe bringing more bitter greens mm. into your diet, or you know, putting some cocktail bitters and some still or sparkling water to help stimulate um, stomach acid production to help with your digestion, and also from a perspective of you know, Chinese medicine with a digestive system also related to like worry and yes. anxiety. If there's this, you know, we're coming out of that summer and we still have that Mars year in a square. And if it's feeling a little bit anxious and mm -hmm. also, you know, Virgo is very much worrying and about right, anxiety, right. you know, that you can bolster your um, digestive system to shore that up, right, to shore up against I think that that feels perfect for September. You know, the other thing that comes to mind, you know, because Virgo's ruled by Mercury, which is the mind. And, you know, they're, they're talking so much these days about, you know, like our digestive tract is like our second brain, right? You know, and so there's this connection between your wellness and your digestion feeling, you know, in balance and also how you think and how you process, right? So I kind of like that whole connection too with the mercury aspect yes, of it. Yes, that's perfect. That's great, right? And helping you then to find that new level of ground. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. So that kind of brings us to the wrap up for September. And, you know, Stephanie and I are very active on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. And I, uh, my Instagram is at Megan C's and Stephanie's is Stephanie underscore Galing. You can also, we blog regularly on our websites. Mine's MeganSkinner.com and Stephanie's is StephanieGaling.com. So be sure and check us out. Like we said, we're posting a lot. So we'll be there, uh, you know, going through this with all of you for the month. And also, if you want to contact us, we do have an email address at so divineventures at gmail.com. Yes. So please reach out. If you have any questions or anything you want to let us know about, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And a big shout out to the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios here in Capitol Hill in Seattle. And also big thanks to our producers, Sebastiano Tecchio, Nick Patry, and Nick Bowman. So thank you once again for tuning in. Have a great September. Happy September. Happy September.